is Rebecca from the Art of Animation. Um, you're listening to Mousecapades Podcast. This is Albano here at the Ink and Paint Shop at Art of Animation Resort at Disney. And you are listening to Mousecapades. Hello, this is Natsumi from Disney's Art of Animation. I'm listening to Mousecapades Podcast. <laughs> Interested in becoming a travel agent yourself and helping others plan their next Disney vacation? Interested in learning more about Surge 365? How to get paid to travel, make $1,000 bonuses, or just simply want to book your next Disney vacation with Disney professionals? Well, Dream Makers at Two Tickets to Paradise Travel are ready to help you make your wish come true. Contact travel at two tickets to paradise.net. Don't dream your life. Live your dreams. Have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show? Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text them at 407-674-0414. Follow Nick and Dave on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. From the gateway to the west and just down the road from where it all began, the inspiration of Main Street USA, all of our beloved Disney characters, where a simple-minded farm boy grew up to become a genius innovator and the keeper of childhood magic. My friends, I'm talking about Walt's childhood state of Missouri. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, listening from your phone, tablet, computer, maybe in your car, at home, work, school, hotel, or even the Magic Kingdom at the happiest place on earth. Wherever you may be, welcome to another episode of the Nick and Dave Mousecapades podcast. 
the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears. Hey, later on the show, we will be talking about the latest rumors and news to come out of the Disney giant. But first, let's dive right into this week in history. Hey, Dave, take us back. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. This week in history starts with a trip back to 1960, October 13th. This was the day that Walt Disney returned to his hometown, Marceline, Missouri, to dedicate the elementary school, Walt Disney Elementary. Yeah, was that the same time where he went back and looked at his desk and he saw that he had carved his initials into the desk? I think that was the same trip, yeah. That's like the, the famous picture of him inside his classroom. That's still there, apparently. Or, or it's a replica. Yeah, so at the same time he donated playground equipment so the kids at Marceline, Missouri would have a good place to play and uh, hopefully be inspired kind of like him. So 1960, October 13th. Yeah, and we still need to get out there, Dave, by the way. Take a little field trip out there. We're too close not to go out. And I think the season is ending. We, we may be on like the last few weeks that they're open, the, the museum that is. Really? I didn't know that it was a seasonal thing. Yeah, that's kind of why I put this into This Week in History because we do need to get out there pretty soon. All right, moving on. The same date, October 13th, but this time 1978. We find out that Mickey gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Nice. You know, we both have been to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and... I, I know this may sound odd to a lot of people, but the first star that I wanted to see, Dave, was... Mickey Mouse? Oh, remember it was Tom Cruise? Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I remember we, that. We had to see the cruise, and I remember your comment. It was hilarious. We were walking through this alleyway, and you had just got done saying, dude, there are so many stars on this Hollywood Walk Hall of Fame, you're not even going to probably find him. And who was whose star was the very first one as we turned the corner? Yeah, it really was the first one. <laughs> it really like, was. Immediately. That was weird. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Almost like Nick planned out where we were going to park and everything so that it could be closest to Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we did see Mickey Mouse's star on this Walk of Fame, though, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, this was in honor of his 50th birthday back in 1978. Uh, moving on, October 14th, 2001, just real quick, Winnie the Pooh turned 75 years old. <laughs> that Pooh 75 years old, huh? The oldest Pooh on record. <laughs> Think he stinks? <laughs> he did. He does now. He's 75. Don't all 75-year-olds stink? Like a smelly old man. All right, going on. Uh, October 14th, 2004. Uh, this was pretty cool, I thought. You got to bid on eBay to have your own personalized tombstone at the Haunted Mansion at Disney World. I didn't know that, really? Yeah, so somebody out there has their own personalized tombstone that's actually in the cemetery at Walt Disney World at the Haunted Mansion attraction. How cool is that? That's awesome. Yeah, I thought I, that was neat. we got to find that. Uh, next time I'm there, I'll have to look. Um, let's see. I'll have to do more and more research and figure out what the name is on it, so we can we can definitely look for it. All right, moving on. October 15, 2010, Disney legend Dave Smith, the founder of the Disney Archives, the guy that has probably one of the coolest jobs in the world, I think, takes his last day on on company grounds. Four years after Roy O. Disney died, he set up shop to preserve the history of the Disney company, and he uh, spent his last day October 15, 2010. Yeah, that has to be an, an awesome job because you'd have your fingertips on everything. Yeah, and there's so much that we don't even know about as the public that that's in those Disney archives. I just would like to spend one day in there. That would be so sweet. Uh, the last one I have for you, October 16th, 1923. The Disney Brothers actually founded a partnership and created their own studio on this day, October 16th, 
Ooh, yeah, I'm making a connection there. Like, yeah, okay. So that's the D23 comes from this date, October 16th, 1923, when Roy and Walt decided to go into partnership and make themselves a studio officially. Very cool. And the name of that studio was. Hopefully it was the Disney Brothers Studio. I don't know what was it. Was it Laughagrams or I don't know. Um, I don't know about. Yeah, the listeners are like shooting us down right now. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. So what's so special about October sixteenth, Dave? What is so special about that date? It is my mother's birthday. Oh. So happy birthday, mom! Happy birthday, Mrs. Iman. That's it. That's all I have for you this week in Disney history. And that's all we have. All right. Thanks, Dave. Okay, we haven't done a segment like this, Dave, in a very long time. It's a special segment, Rumors and News. And this always seems to be one of our most downloaded episodes when we do talk about Rumors and News. And so I am excited. Yeah, we haven't done one of these in a long time, like you said. And the world has been pretty quiet for Disney since the uh, the big convention. But we're gonna, we did some digging and found some different interesting news that we're going to talk about today and kind of throw back and forth. All right, so I have some sad news, by the way. You you love science, right, Dave? Of course I do. All right, so you, you do a lot of experiments in your classroom? We just dissected owl pellets today. Did you really? Yep. You, you know, took a dive in some crap, huh? Yes, we did. Regurgitated, actually. Regurgitate was a vocab word. Oh, my bad. See, I don't teach fourth grade. So, yeah, all right, moving on. So, anywho, experiment 626. Ring a bell? Yeah, you talked about it. Is that the one that was out in the middle of the desert or something? Or no, Texas? No, that was Jade Helm. No, Experiment 626. And all the Disney fans are screaming at you right now. Now, what is it? Stitch, Experiment 626. Oh, okay. I thought it was a real thing, not from a movie. So, Experiment 626, Stitch is officially gone from the Magic Kingdom and all the parks. He's only going to make seasonal appearances at Typhoon Lagoon. And it is rumored that Miles from Tomorrowland will be taking his place. What do you think about that? Is it just because he's too scary for kids? Or, I mean, did they give a reason? I have no idea. I know no. my my kid absolutely loves Miles from t- from Tomorrowland. And I know last time I was out there with my wife, I even mentioned to her they should have some Miles out here. Yeah, I hope they don't take Stitch away from Ohana. That was pretty fun seeing him in oh. Ohana. Oh, no, no. He's still going to be at Ohana doing his breakfast gig. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to get rid of Stitch's Great Escape? I, I have no idea. I Just the character himself. You know, oh. just the... Yeah, the character. So... Uh, you know, the cast members dress up and right. stuff like that. Yeah, right. so anywho. All right, so did you know, um, you know, I've never had to pay for parking at the Magic Kingdom. Have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when okay. we went, when I was younger, we would have to pay every year because we would never stay on property. Uh, and then the most recent time, we stayed at uh, Wilderness Lodge. So, no, we didn't have to pay that time. But a lot of times we have. I know that it's ridiculous to park. Yeah, so parking at the Magic Kingdom is actually increasing from $17 to $20. So, that I means a $3 increase, you know. But all around, that's a lot of money that Disney is going to make in one day. Yeah, I'm thinking locally here at Six Flags over Mid-America, or whatever they call it nowadays. Uh, parking's 20 bucks for that place. So, yeah, it's expensive. Stay so, on property. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, um, prices go up for buses. Twenty, they go up to twenty five dollars. Limos and shuttles and other combinations like you know automobile and trailers, which I thought was funny. Who brings? Who who connects a trailer? I guess I don't, I don't know. Like, why would you have a trailer connected to your your car? I, I, 
Like a tow behind trailer? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like maybe I don't know. Like you're carrying all of your crap for vacation or something well, like that. Like, well, okay. So uh, my buddy Mike from BR Guest Podcast, he is uh, every time he goes to Florida, he posts pictures about how he's got this trailer with all of his junk in it that he hauls behind his Jeep on the way down there. So, you know, if he's not staying on property, what's he going to do with his trailer? I guess he just that's that kind of thing is for that. I would get, I would imagine. Weird. Anywho, just. Pack as much as you get in the car, and that's it, people. So, anywho, yeah, so it goes up for, uh, you know, limos, limos, shuttles, and, uh, like I said, other combinations like, you know, trailers and things like that. But, so that goes up to $22. But the most surprising thing, Dave, is motorcycles. Motorcycles still have to pay $20 just to park. And don't they, do they have a special area just for motorcycles? I'm not a big motorcyclist, but it really does tick me off, though, when I'm in a parking lot and I go, I think there's an open spot, and then I go to turn into that spot, and there's a motorcycle right in this spot. So 20 bucks is fine if they're going to do that. Yeah, but do they have a special area for motorcycles? They probably the do. I mean, I've never seen it. I don't remember seeing it because, like I said, most of the time I stay on property, so I take a different path to get into the kingdom. But I would imagine they probably have a special place. I mean, you would almost have to. So the question is, Dave, are you paying to enter the parking lot? Or are you paying to, like, reserve that space that you're going to park in? What do you think? Well, they don't give you a number, so I would imagine that you're paying to enter the parking lot. Okay, so no matter how big or small, you know, as far as a car versus a motorcycle, you're still going to pay $20. That just blew my mind away because you could fit, like, four bikes in the same spot that you could fit a car in. So you think it would be... a you know, one-fourth of the price or something. Yeah, cheaper anyway, I would think. Yeah, if, if, as long as they have their own place to park, like I said. Right. All right, so moving on, and maybe you want to mention this one. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah, sure. The Tables in Wonderland? Oh, yeah. So Tables of Wonderland, the, the price is now up 50 bucks for both annual pass holders and Florida residents. It's 100 to $150 for annual pass holders, and now it's 125 to 175 for Florida residents. That's a big price increase. Yeah, that is huge. And, you know, with all these price increases, Dave, it just most certainly sheds more light, you know, on the potential of Disney accidentally, in my mind, pricing out the middle class out of the picture. It's to me, it's almost starting to become just a little too expensive. It's it's like it's almost like Disney's right there on the fence, especially for me, you know, wanting to go every single year, paying the money it it costs to go on a family vacation because you can't just go for like two days to Disney. You have to experience it and stay for three or more days. Um, it's right there on the fence for me. I don't I don't know about for you, but for me, it's right there on the fence where I'm like, is it worth it? And I, I think maybe this is all headed towards getting people to go join the DVC and getting people to have their annual pass and buy the annual pass because, you know, that's the way they have it set up. If you buy that annual pass, if you go once or twice a year... It's worth it because these prices for individual things, they just keep skyrocketing all these individual events. But do you think most Americans can afford DVCs, though? No, not most Americans, no. So, I I don't know. I don't get it. Especially the ones that need it the most, the ones that have kids that can go to do these things. Yeah, I mean, if you're taking a family there and you have children, that's a lot of money. So, yeah, just that's just a little bit, uh, you know, just Disney's hiking up the prices. So, it's it's concerning, you know. One thing I want to mention, and you had mentioned this, I think, on last week's podcast, where you can actually buy the Haunted uh, Mansion wallpaper. Yeah. Did you look that up? There's a store that you can buy it from. No, I didn't look it up, but I did find online 
where you can buy a Haunted Mansion purse. And so our wives can now get Haunted Mansion purses so they can or bags so they can match. Yeah, isn't there like I don't know the lady's name is like Kate Burke or something like that. It has like this huge collection of that kind of stuff that I mean you can just go crazy on all that stuff. So the Haunted Mansion bag or purse, whatever you want to call it, it's been out for quite some time. But the new, I guess, line or the new model actually came out, Dave. Apparently the old bags were known for wearing down, you know, on the corners and, and edges and wearing pretty thin. But the new bags look pretty cool. It has the the bag's print design. Uh, displays the Haunted Mansion wallpaper. I've seen them as high as $464 on eBay, $268 through the Disney Store, and I'm sure they're even more expensive if you try to buy them at the parks. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, why, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that do that, I guess, but, you know, that seems to be an awful lot just to carry around all your junk. So, I mean, you can go to... Go to Kohl's and get one for like 50 bucks and be done with it. Dude, I can spend a few bucks to carry my junk, dude. Yeah. yeah. Come on, that was funny. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Wah, wah, wah. Anywho. Get your mind right. out of the gutter, Nick. So, okay. So, we mentioned this a while back, and it has to do with Disney's now in the business of remaking cartoons into movies or doing prequels or sequels to old movies and cartoons. Have you heard, you know, there's been a lot of buzz um, about another Mary Poppins movie, a sequel, okay, to the last one. What are your thoughts on that, Dave? And I'll explain in just a second. Yeah, we just talked about this not that long ago about how they're going to put out a sequel. And we talked, we didn't know if it was going to be same movie or if they were going to take one of, because there were other Mary Poppins books, um, if they were going to take one of those or what they were going to do to the movie. So... I think it's a great idea. The musical's a huge hit. Um, we went and saw the musical last time it rolled through town, and it was my daughter and my wife just absolutely loved it. So, um, you know, they're going to feed off of that success. Anything that's successful, they're going to just continue to do constantly. So, I mean, we'll see. They, I've yet to see a movie that they've done that's just been horrible. Last one, Haunted Mansion. Ah, <laughs> I can't wait for them to actually redo that one. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where the jury's still out. I'm waiting for Jungle Book because I just you know, that really looks my amazing yeah so if they can redo something like that let's see what they do with Mary Poppins maybe they'll add some technology you know some special effects and make it really good so we'll see how that goes so yeah you know P.L. Travers right yeah the well, author yeah so didn't she say when the movie was finished uh, when it finally released and came out that she wish she wouldn't have given the rights to Disney to make it a movie. Well, you know, Saving Mr. Banks, that's what that movie's all about, how it took him like 25 years to convince this woman to actually let him have the characters and take over this movie and do it right. So that movie's awesome. And yeah, she she said that. And then she also said that it's never going to happen again. Never again. So she did say that because I thought I remembered that. Yeah. Okay. So... Next question is, how is it happening? <laughs> I don't get it. Well, she's she's gone. <laughs> well, I know that, but the rights and everything else probably was handed over. Does she have family? I mean, I don't know that. From from the movie, you know, Saving Mr. Banks, which is pretty accurate from what I hear, she didn't have family. I don't know much about her, but um, obviously if she does have family, it was somebody that was weaker and could uh, not hold up to the to the Disney uh, standard. So they, they took over yeah, so whoever has the rights to 
these stories, whoever took them over after she, after she passed away, obviously is not honoring her word. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's just I read this and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm scratching my head. I thought her wishes were this would never, ever happen again. She, she wished she wouldn't have done it. It just it had me scratching my head. I thought it was just worthy to bring up. Money talks. That's what happened right there. Money talks. Speaking of Disney features, Nick, there's a new uh, Disney animation coming out. It's called Moana. Yeah, try try your best. I don't think I could even pronounce some of the stuff that, that Dave's going to try to pronounce here in just a minute, like some names and stuff. But yeah, I know this looks great. I saw some pictures on Instagram and online, and it looks really it looks really cool. Yeah, so they uh, apparently they've they've went homegrown talent on this one. They have a Hawaiian woman. Her name is Auli Cravalho, and we will all learn that one soon. So apparently she's going to be the main character in this upcoming show, uh, The Rock. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Dwayne Johnson is in it also. So um, love that guy. And so the the tale goes like this: they're 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 both going to be on on board for this tale that follows the spirited and fearless teenager who, with the help from Maui, a demigod, they set out on a mission to prove that they can be a master wayfinder. This this show is featured by the director of Ron Clements and John Musker, who helped out with classics such as Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Yeah, that looks absolutely awesome, and I'm glad they brought those boys in to to kind of get involved with this production. And I cannot wait to see it. You know, you said you love The Rock, right? You love that guy, yeah, dude. There's a lot of guy to love, you know. Yeah, but he, he. Yeah, the last time I saw, he was in, being interviewed by Jimmy Fallon on uh, Tonight Show, and he brought in some of his pictures from when he was in high school. And the dude was like six three and ripped, and he was like sixteen years old. He was getting oh. into bars and clubs because he was such a big dude. He was ripped then, and he's like ripped for yeah. right now. That dude's yeah, it's huge. Even, yeah, yeah. He's a big so guy. could he fit it in the chair? I mean, barely at the couch. <laughs> yeah, barely. You don't All mess right. with the rock. Moving on. So moving on, you know, there's been some changes, some huge changes to DVC members with perks and discounts. Basically, prices are going up, perks are going away, just to give you guys a heads up. I really don't know a lot on this subject, Dave. I'll admit, I just wanted to bring it up because I really want to get Vicky's buddy in on this conversation. She's a fan of the show, and she actually wants to come on and talk about, you know, her membership and what it's like to be, you know, part of the DVC. I would love to have her on. I think we really need to get her on. I would love to do a whole episode, a whole segment on just this in general. Uh, maybe we can get her next week or something. But I just wanted to mention real quick that uh, there has been some major changes. And, you know, prices are going up and perks are going down. Yeah, tell me something I already know, man. Perks are going down and prices are going up on everything. But you know what? If I was a DVC member, I would expect the world because they charge an ungodly amount of money. My family looked into this, um, getting into the DVC after our last stay at Wilderness Lodge because it was such a great place. And um, it's just so much money and there's so much secrets like to the whole thing. Like you can pay this much or you can pay this much or you get this many points. Like, it's so confusing. It's like, dude, all I want to do is book a place and stay once a year and just give me everything I want. Like it's, secure, like it's secured. Like you know you're going to be able to get it right. at a certain time. Yeah. I mean, that would be the whole point for me to, to join this program would be because of security. You know, you know you're going to get in. But apparently now there's going to be blackout dates, even more blackout dates and stuff like that. I would like to get a person on uh, like Vicky's friend to talk about this. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's have her on. Um, and, you know, and you, I, the more that I read online about this whole issue, 
they're even taking away like uh let's see valet parking like valet parking you mentioned that you expect the world if you're going to pay that kind of price to be a dvc member valet parking is going out too they couldn't negotiate a contract for that so something as simple as that it just blows my mind away and people were saying like customer service is now sucking and lax and that you know they're paying all this money and they and them too they expect the world and they're not getting it it's sunny hill it's not a good way to keep your membership that's for sure so, Nick, we talked a few shows ago about how they had different tiers in the system for buying passes uh, in the future here, right? Yeah, like the whole gold, silver, and like platinum stuff. And I know, I think we said gold, silver, and bronze, and we mentioned it to your cousin Doug, and he was like, you know, I, I haven't heard of it yet. Yeah. But we, we weren't off by much. We, we, we weren't correct, but we weren't wrong either. We had the Olympics on our brain. So anyway, uh, there's three new levels coming out for this, and it's kind of a tiered system. Silver, gold, and platinum is the one we missed. Silver is going to be basically your seasonal pass, whereas the gold is going to be your regular annual pass. And then you've got the platinum level, which you know sounds really fancy. It's going to replace the premium annual pass. But here's kind of a cool thing that, w- that we're seeing here is that some of the changes are going to be included are going to be the gold and platinum passes. They're now going to have complimentary photo pass downloads on- along with their uh, purchase. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I, I- I think that's a great idea that would, you know, entice people to go for that platinum package. But, you know, it costs more money. Of course it does. Everything costs money. Yeah, and when we go, um, I would love to – I don't think I've ever bought the whole PhotoPass package. Have you? No, I actually know just a week after our vacation, they started watermarking the photo passes. Yeah. And I had just snipped, you know, on, with their snipping tool on the computer. Right. Because you can't download them. I had just snipped every like like over a hundred pictures. Oh my gosh! And saved them to a file, and that's what I did last year. And seriously, I, I think it was maybe six or seven days later they started watermarking them, and we reported that on our show back you know right. a few months ago. And boy, did I look out! Yeah, they do, and we missed out on that. But you know, my last visit was only two days, and we looked through the pictures, and we thought about doing photo pass. And uh, when it got down to it, there was only like seven or eight pictures that we actually really liked that we didn't have another version on our own cameras of so we pass it up but one of these days when we go back and stay for a long time we'll probably end up getting it and then one last thing we're going to leave you with you know and this this goes right along with the passes you know doing my research looking at these different tiers you know of, of passes dave this was at disneyworld.disney.go.com and it, it was it stated if you purchased a pass before october 4th 2105 so 2105 you know that has to be it has to be an error. They're probably saying 2015. Wow! If so, if you purchased a pass before October, apparently twenty one, be yeah, twenty one zero five. Your current pass has not changed, and your existing passholder benefits will remain valid through your pass expiration date. We're all good. For yeah, hundred years. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I'm thinking that is an error on the website. So that means everyone else's uh, current benefits have not changed. Yeah. So I wonder if they can print this off, you know, and, and hold them to that. Bring it to the gate. <laughs> there you go. Along with your lawyer. They would have, well, they would have to honor it, you think, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't it, think It's clearly a typo. I have it in my hands right now. It's clearly a typo. If you guys go to disneyworld.disney.go.com, and maybe we're reading this wrong, but it's it basically, you're, 
it says if you purchased your pass before October 4th, 2105, your current pass has not changed and your existing pass holder benefits will remain the same, valid through uh, through the, your next expiration date. So I guess if you purchase it after, like new rates apply or new benefits, I don't know. You'll have to check that out. But go there, check it out. And uh, that's all we got for you with the news and rumors. This is a short episode. It's only about 25, 26 uh, minutes long. So, hey. Dave, you know, we just finished our first quarter of school and we kicked the kids out the door and I actually said, hey, beat it, kids. Get out of here. Go enjoy your fall break. I'm excited. Yeah, that's right. That's why this one's a little shorter, folks, is that this is probably the most stressful day of the year for us so far. So we uh, took a little time out to talk Disney after our huge stressful day. This was our last day, like Nick said. We booted all the kids out, uh, said go get some rest and relaxation, come back with your batteries recharged, and the teachers will do the same. Believe me, I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, and we have a lot of reports to finish this evening. So with that said, peace. Peace. Have a magical day.